When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Need help getting your builder's registration? Call Master Builders Victoria today to discuss our member support program. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to Afternoons. Dwayne Russell away on his uh, Christmas uh, vacay. Uh, Sam Hargrove's filling in for him. The Midday Madness promise, though, lives on. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 on the Werribee Kia open line. Awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia making buying cars easy. You can text in at any stage on the 40 Winks temper text. 0433981116. Consumer choice winner temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. Uh, just off the text, I understand you're a soccer fan, but we also had the Australian Open on the weekend. Uh, wasn't... Uh, isn't there any why, what isn't there any talk on more prize money to attract the bigger players or more government funding to get more juniors into golf? Australia has some of the best courses in the world and we don't get to showcase anywhere near enough. That's from Matt. Matty, we are focusing in on the Socceroos at the moment because that's what the calls are coming in for and uh, Midday Madness promise you call, you get on, whatever you want to put on the agenda you can. I can tell you that Ashley Buhai, a South African player who won the Women's Australian Open, is going to join us after 230 um, and if you want to talk anything golf, I would absolutely love to, to to have a chat about that with you. You can download any, by the way, of the Off The Tee podcast, uh, myself and Nick Ahern. Um, we wanted to speak to Nick today because the Cathedral Invitational is on. Some of the very big names in Australian golf are also going to be playing up there today. Uh, it's been a phenomenal summer of golf so far. Adrian Moronk, who's Poland's greatest ever player. He's the only Polish player to ever win on the DP World Tour. Um, he uh, has just won... Well, he yesterday won the Australian Open. He was in the final group against Adam Scott, who was his childhood idol. And Minwoo Lee, who I'm hopefully going to speak to later in the week, uh, a good Callaway man. Uh, he had a very, very good Australian Open as well. And he's just coming through beautifully. Uh, one of the real players to watch. He got just outside the top 50 in the world rankings uh, earlier on in the year. Um, couldn't quite secure his PGA Tour card for next year. So went back to the DP Tour and had really strong results. Uh, I think it was uh, two top three finishes in a row, a couple of top 10 finishes for Minwoo Lee. So, um, yeah, plenty and more than happy to speak about golf whenever you like. And if you were out there at either Kingston Heath or Victoria um, for any of the days of the Australian Open, men's and women's, I'd love to hear from you. one 736 736. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to be joined by David Pryor, the CEO of Hockey Australia. But before we have a chat to him, Chris from Templestowe uh, kindly waited uh, as we had to hit the news at one o'clock. But Chris, you were making the point about the differences in junior soccer fees for just your regular club and then what might be NPL and how the junior soccer fee system works. Keep, keep going, my friend. Yeah, um, as I was saying just before the break, there's two, most of the clubs who are in an NPL, they've basically got two different leagues in each age group. You've got the community, which is the kids who want to play soccer, and there's a small fee there to join and play that. But what happens at the end of every year, they have trials. The club has trials to see which kids can make it to the NPL team, which is basically the best kids in that age group for that area. And what happens is they'll trial out, and 
basically the the club selects the best kit and they make the NPL team. Now making the NPL team basically means you got fees of anywhere around fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. Like I've currently got a kid who's a goalkeeper. He trialed, he missed out on the trials three years ago. He was devastated because he was crook at the time, so he had to play community for that year. But he tried, he, he busted his gut to try and become really good. The trials came up at the end of the year. He made the NPL team, and the fees ended up being around two grand. Look, it's basically the kids trying to chase their dream. And what happens when you're in the NPL? You basically get, you got more opportunity to get looked at by scouts from Melbourne City, Melbourne Victory, things like that. And a lot of kids have been selected. They've been plucked mm. out of these teams. To go to Chris, club. can, can I can I just want, run one past you though because I've got a couple of other people waiting and David Prowl's waiting and I appreciate you waiting. So that's all well and good with the NPL and those who are chasing the dreams and higher honours. But this text has come through and you can tell me what your experience is with this. Four hundred plus for my six year old to do community kickoff soccer this year. Seventy bucks for Oz kick. Well, I don't make the fees, mate. I don't. No, know, I know you, you know, don't. But is that your experience as well with the community kickoff? The equivalent, I'm being yeah, told off the text. Right. I haven't looked into this myself, but I'm being told off the text. Is that your experience with the community kickoff? Yeah, it, it, um, it is. But I've also got two kids. My three kids played AFL. Yep. And they played for a club, and they were playing paying around three hundred bucks a year or whatever it was back then. And my youngest bloke went back to um went to soccer, right? But you know, this is. I'm more than happy as a parent. I'm more than happy to give my kid that opportunity. Yep. No, and I'll be honest with work. you, I'd rather. I'd rather do that than have him sitting on a PlayStation all day. Yes. Hey, we, hey, Chris, we can all agree on that unless uh, we do get a parent that calls in and says that the, their PlayStation playing kid is now earning millions uh, playing on eSports. But unless we get that call, then I think that is something we can all agree on, and I do appreciate your call. Um, it is a wonderful time of the year at the moment, isn't it, that um, we've got – you know, the test summer has started. We've got the Australian Open golf has just been the Socceroos are, are back in the headlines and bringing people together and bringing attention uh, to soccer again. They brought me back to soccer. I've said earlier that I had lost love for the game and I gave my reasons for it a little earlier. Um, a sport that I've been able to fall in love with, though, uh, over, well, the spring um, has been hockey. Uh, I was lucky enough to commentate the Sultana Brown Hockey One League. Um, New South Wales Pride winning the men's and the women's a fully gender equal competition. The men's and the women's played uh, at the same on the same pitch uh, on the same night and took it in turns as to who goes first. We transitioned out of that into a five test series between the Kookaburras, Australians, Australia's men's hockey team against India. So number one v number five in the rankings in the World Cup. For hockey is January 2013. It starts in India. It's been a massive 18 months. Uh, men getting silver in Tokyo, and then just over the course of the last year, men gold uh, in Birmingham. The, our women got silver. Our hockey roos they got bronze at the World Cup. So soccer, uh, hockey is very very strong in the country at the moment. And uh, off the back of all of that, uh, there was a massive announcement about the High Performance Centre in WA that David Pryles, the CEO of Hockey Australia, has been good enough to jump on and share with us. David, hello to you. Hi, Sam. Uh, appreciate you having me on, and, and thanks for all your work in hockey. Is Well, no, I appreciate that, David. And as I say, um, the, to be able to commentate that league and to have done a couple of the games of the Test Series was um, one of the most memorable experiences of my commentary career. Um, it was just a, an absolute pleasure. And, you know, to see the success and to see the, the engagement with the fans in Sultana Brown Hockey 1 and then to see the turnout for the five test series, you must have been really happy uh, with the people watching and the people turning up. 
Yeah, really pleased, Sam. Our key metrics showed um, when we first played Hockey One in 2019 and then obviously took a pause uh, because of COVID that all our key metrics for this season uh, were up. So that's ticket sales, uh, viewership uh, on Fox Sports and KO, uh, as well as people through the gate. And then uh, just the series against India was was phenomenal, actually. The uh, the attendance was great. Uh, really appreciated the community coming out to support the number one team in the world. Um, a 4-1 series victory for Australia, David. Really comprehensive. It was high scoring. It was It was high tempo. It was hockey of the highest calibre. That's a really strong uh, performance in what's their last build-up of matches before the World Cup in India. Yeah, really strong. The boys, the boys did really well. I think if you ask uh, our coach Colin Batch, they probably let in a few too many goals. But uh, as a spectator, um, what a what a series to watch. And and full credit to the Indians as well. Um, they're great. You know, their, their skill level is, mm. is second to none. But. Uh, you know, I just implore anyone, if anyone hasn't seen a game of hockey even live, just go and have a go and watch it. They're just phenomenal athletes. Yeah, it was on KO, so you can look at them on KO, all, all five tests. Uh, the Hockey One is, is still up there. And as I say, Kookaburra's had a great year. The Hockey Roos had a great year. And I would imagine, David, that that's in no small part to what already is a phenomenal high-performance centre of excellence uh, in WA. But the big announcement that came across the weekend, and I'll let you share it with us. Yeah, Sam, it's... Uh... The board embarked on a expression of interest uh, process for uh, the new high performance centre. Um, the deal with the West Australian government ends at the end of 24. Uh, but uh, we announced on Friday, um, after a, a really long process, that West Australia had again uh, won the rights to the high performance centre and an investment by the Western Australian government of a phenomenal $135 million is going to give us the world's best hockey facility and arguably one of the best sports facilities uh, of any sport in Australia. So really, really significant, um, not just for this generation, but also for generations to come. And most importantly, it's not just about infrastructure. Um, There's a significant investment in athlete wellbeing. So uh, we already spend a significant amount on travel for the players to go back to their home cities um, or families to come over and visit in Perth. We're going to double that. Uh, and there's going to be an extra resource put towards athlete health and wellbeing. So it is a, it is a, a landmark deal, um, both from an infrastructure and athlete wellbeing perspective. Well, funding's been uh, top of the agenda as we've been speaking about uh, the Socceroos, David. So you'd be able to tell us, um, for a, a sport that, you know, every four years, whether it be Olympic Games and Com Games, one of the must-watch events and one of the highest rating events, uh, highest ticket sale um, events is always the hockey. Um, our Kookaburras and Hockey Roos lot for a long time have been right at the pointy end of every one of the major tournaments. What does funding like this for the High Performance Centre do um, to help give the, the sport a, a massive boost uh, to bring that elite kind of facility? What will it do from the ground up to hockey? Oh, it's huge. I mean, we can leverage it to grassroots participation. You know, young hockey players who are good enough to be in the pathway now will be able to utilise a world-class facility to, to get even better. Um, and just to put it into context, the biggest challenge Australian sport have it, is at the moment, and I noticed Graham Arnold's comments this morning around facilities, is actually funding in facilities. And having been to, to different states and struggling to get uh, upgrades just to pitches um, for less than a million dollars, an investment like this, um, is significant and, and will, will give us an edge 
um, not just against our competitors across the world, but also hopefully attract more people to play hockey, knowing that you know if they're good enough, they can use these facilities. Um, and I suppose another really real positive out of this, David, was that when you put it out there in this bidding process, every hockey association state uh, at a state level put their hand up to say that we want to be the home of the high performance centre. Yeah, I mean, as a as an as an organisation, you know, we're really encouraged. You know, we're encouraged by the strength and participation in the process. So, you know, clearly it shows how well regarded the sport is. We had five of our state bodies um, put in a, a bid. That was uh, Western Australia, Victoria, the ACT, New South Wales and Queensland. Uh, three were taken. So effectively then they presented to an assessment panel, which there were two independent members as well as two Hockey Australia board directors. Uh, then it went through to our high performance committee and then through to our board and then the last three candidates, that was Victoria, ACT and the Western Australia, bids presented face-to-face to the Hockey Australia board and then uh, a decision was made shortly thereafter. So um, we are fortunate. Um, there was a lot of independence in the process and I'm, I'm you know, really pleased by uh, what we saw throughout. Uh, as, as you well should be. And this facility, as you say, David, is going to be probably the best uh, in the world, and it will hopefully hold us in good stead uh, for many, many a year to come and many a, a campaign to come. And, of course, the next on the agenda internationally for Australia is the World Cup in India, where we would go in, I think, as raging favourites, uh, ranked number one in the world. Uh, Belgium, the Netherlands, India, of course, will provide uh, real strong competition, but hopefully it's a successful campaign for our kookaburras. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really well-developed squad, um, extremely well-coached. Um, they know what they have to do and, and, and fingers crossed they can get the job done. It's going to be, uh, after that, a really busy year, in fact. I mean, they, they, the Pro League starts again. So um, we're hosting, uh, the Hockey Roos host a series in Sydney against China and Germany. And then both sets, Kookaburra's Hockey Roos go down to Hobart to play Argentina, Spain and the US. And then we go to New Zealand and Europe. So um, we're going to be playing, really, um, from January through to, to August next year. And then... Uh, in August, we uh, have the first opportunity to qualify for the 24 Olympics because we're only 18 months away. So it's a really exciting period of time. Um, I'm really proud of our Hockey Roos program as well. who's been nominated for, for Team of the Year at the AIS Awards um, next week. Um, there's been a really strong transformation in that squad. So it's a, it's a really good time to be in hockey. David, greatly appreciate you you're jumping on, CEO of Hockey Australia, David Pryles. Congratulations on that massive announcement, $135 million. It'll be um, a facility like no other in the world, and hopefully it's uh, the cornerstone of international success for many, many years to come, and national success as it'll flow into grassroots and, and the national domestic competition, Hockey One as well. It's a big day. Thanks for sharing it with us, David. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. David Pryor, CEO of Hockey Australia. We'll continue on the Socceroos chat on the other side of this. Archie Thompson will join us. And just off the text, hey, Sam, how about a shout-out to my brother, Kin Smith, for his work on the hockey coverage. Uh, thanks for supporting him. Uh, awesome job. Uh, I would read the and your fantastic commentary, but I don't want to get votes uh, in the third person self-congratulations. So I won't. Oh, no, I just did. Uh, <laughs> but Kin Smith, by the way, if you, this, you don't need Google when Kin Smith was, was next to you doing the hockey. He is a walking encyclopedia of the history of hockey. He did a magnificent job. Uh, when we come back, more of your calls and Archie Thompson to join us on afternoons. All thanks to Werribee Key. Your next car is only a few clicks away.